Podcast. My name is PC Tony. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of them damn dare Americas. And I am joined as always by the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. It's him. It is him. It does be an inebriator in an era in which it is awesome to get inebriated. It's DPP. <laughs> All right. Time to talk was taken up by your uh, headphone fiasco. So <laughs> really that's it. all I wanted to do is laugh John Cena's theme song. So that's all. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Speaking of theme songs, the man who is soon to publish his own album of baby songs he's created himself. He's kind of weird to hang out with right now, but he's got them velvet pipes. I'm just kidding, Chris. I love you and your kid. It's Christopher Platt. Greetings and citations, ladies and gentlemen. I'm always weird to hang out with, but I'm always <laughs> a good time as well. So, <laughs> and happy Bobby Bonilla Day, in case we forget about it. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Who did? Did everybody get your 1.19 million dollars in the in the mail in the in the bank today? Uh, they told oh, you're the good. checks I, in the mail. I don't. I don't see any frozen uh, vegetables here on the screen. Uh, special guest we haven't gotten to yet. But before we get there. Uh, AJ Belaz is here. He is uh, funky. He's fresh. He's phenomenal. He's a trivia trickster. Uh, how you doing, AJ? And I too am an inebriator. Yes, yes, yes. We we know. And the special guest of the hour this week. He is a big wrestling fan. He is a big sports fan. He is also a big Seinfeld fan, which makes him an even sexier guest to have on the show. As we are running right through Seinfeld right now, we're at the beginning of season three. He is one of Pittsburgh's finest social media accounts. And folks, let me tell you, I find myself interacting with him on the regular, on the daily. Uh, and it's a good time. Uh, good friend of the podcast, good friend of ours, Joey Bag of Donuts. Thanks for having me back. I thought I'd pissed everybody off before, so maybe, no. maybe I need to try harder. If, mm. if you don't piss off at least three you, uh, people on this show, you're doing something wrong. You actually were on a show which got its name changed twice, right? And is a completely different show now. So we had you on Three Man Weave with uh, Patrick O'Dowd was a guest as well. That show turned into PC and Platt and is now called Chair Shot Bets, which you can listen to a special edition, which was out yesterday afternoon regarding NBA free agency. But this morning, Saturday morning... You're listening to that DWI podcast. Joey, tell everybody what you have going on, everything that you do, where they can find you. Let's get that all out of the way right now, because I do mean it. You're a very fun follow on social media. Thank you. Yeah, I am Joey Bag of Donuts V instead of an F on Twitter, and I basically live on Twitter. I don't have much of a life outside of that. I tweet way too much, but um, I also do have my own podcast. It's called The Donut Bag, and what I'm doing right now is I am – I am rating every ranking every Seinfeld episode and I am just getting into the top 50 now. And so I'm watching about 15 or 20 episodes a week. And it is, it is so much fun watching all these Seinfeld episodes again. So it's great. We're going to get into that. It's awesome to have you on as such a big fan and doing that. So make sure you check that show out. Go ahead, DP. Sorry. I mean, listen to that. We have no excuse. We can't even listen, watch one. This guy, this guy's watching like 20. A week. Oh, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Let's put the pedal to the metal to the rest of my knuckleheads here when they miss, miss their homework. 20 fucking two minutes a week. 
Uh, thank you, Joey. Showing some dedication there. No, right. but yeah, it's a good time. It always ends up in conversations about other things in life because we know it's so much more than a show about nothing. So, um, really, really enjoy having you on here. Uh, what else? Anybody got anything they want to get off their chesticles before we uh, get the show rolling this week? Bueller? Platt, you want to sing that earthquake song for us? <laughs> I don't, man. A little bit of an inside <laughs> joke, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, watch out for the album Platt's Baby Talk. It'll be uh, hitting iTunes here uh, uh, the 12th of February. That's actually not a horrible idea, though, man. Why you bullshitting? I do have the equipment. I might fuck around and do something, so you never know. Just keep that, uh, yeah, you never know. Just, you know, oh. I would like to apologize. I'd like to apologize to parents of all kinds across America and the world for speaking this into existence. Are you kidding me? These soothing tones? Come on, man. I I can put your baby to sleep. At the very least. And when I get done putting your baby to sleep, I'll put your kid to sleep. (laughs) At the the very least, you should have. Hold on. I got to get my joke in first because it might not be good if yours is probably really good. Here we go. But. Now I ruined it already, but Conan O'Brien used to say, when you turn my show on at night, keep the volume down, because it gets a little louder when the commercials come on, and I know you're going to fall asleep, so if you wake up, you're going to turn it off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Mine was, mine was not a joke. I was just going to say, at the very least, you should do Platt Reads, and then whatever book you're going to read. Because like you and like Chauncey Billups, you could listen to all night, you know, and read books and just fall asleep to them, so... If you guys read baby books, yep. I'd be in. Platt Stay reads. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Out of nowhere for an April Fool's joke, he has to read Go the Fuck to Sleep. Oh, I can't do that justice, man. That's Sam Jacks, man. All his. I, I can't do. Yeah. I'm not following that, man. Are you kidding me? All right, DP. Have we been recording for five minutes? Oh, I'm 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 cooking yeah, uh, lamb ribs this weekend for the fourth. So there's that. Ooh. I'm excited yeah, about we're it. Gonna get to that guy. Don't jump the shark. We're gonna take a break. 330th episode of DWI with Joey Bag of Donuts right here at Chairshot Radio Network. We shall return. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. DP, for those who are too lazy to read the wonderful description you write every week of this podcast, why don't we let everybody know what's happening on this edition of DWI? Well, well, I got to make up for it because of all the sheets that I missed. You guys sound like angels. Mm-hmm. You guys ever open for Metallica before? I just seen Joey's shirt. I've opened the door up for Metallica to go see a Metallica. Metallica <laughs> concert you've ever been to, Joey? Metallica is my favorite band, and I'm actually uh, they're coming to Pittsburgh in August, so I'm so excited to see them again. I've seen them about, me, uh, about three or four times. Uh, yeah, my favorite band. Let me know what the set list is like because I'm always interested to see what they play. DP and I had a chance to see them uh, 2005, six. Godsmack open. Godsmack open for them. Played an hour and a half. Metallica comes on, played two and a half hours, and it's just like. They played one. They played one new song, and then the next two hours and twenty minutes were just fucking boom, boom, boom. So yeah, yeah. I'm 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 the same way. I I I mean, there's to me, there's no bad Metallica song. I like their style, but I definitely prefer the old stuff to the, to the new stuff. So yeah, I definitely hope there's uh lots of old stuff. I'm sure there will be, as there usually is. All right, this week on the show. We're going to get into the Money in the Bank card. Any lingering thoughts from the Forbidden Door? AJ has trivia. And like I said, the pen. Gentlemen, we've had plenty of pen problems on this show before. Me in particular. Oh, you Chris, don't shake your head. I, I was about to say, gentlemen, All it's solely you. Found, All pens have been found. And Joey, what did you say about pens today? What? All oh. pens are not equal. No, no, oh, yeah. All pens are not created equal. And we're going to find out that at the end of the show today. Um, should we should we let Joey do it, guys? Should we let the guest 
uh, yeah. Joy, you want to ask DPP to ring the bell? Or hey, tell ring him. the bell. Or, yeah, hey, brick fucker. <laughs> Short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah, hey, I'm hey. Need- well, no, I'm going to need some more enthusiasm next time, Joe. Like, this is like, this is akin to ringing the bell on the New York Stock Exchange. Like, it's that important and that I, prestigious. So, I'm, I'm going to need a little more enthusiasm next time, my friend. I, 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 I'll, I'll step up next time. <laughs> Chris, Chris isn't in charge of booking, by the way, either. And I liked it. So, don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Hey, oh, man, as many, times, hey, as many times as y'all have fired me from this show, I think I'm owed a Sasha Banks walkout or two. Okay. <laughs> So don't t- don't push me because I'm I'll close to the edge. Well, it's gonna be, it's gonna uh, be the Liberty Bell, cockroaches, and Christopher Platt doing DWI on the end of days. I'll tell you that right now. By the way, by the way, oh. check your mail for that garbage bag of clothes I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. Here's your clothes in a garbage bag. Uh, oh my. Um, ring the bell for yourself, sir. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh, you can ring my. All right, we'll get to that. Uh, money in the bank. Why not? Gentlemen. I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to it as much as I usually am. Let's start with our guest here, Joey. What's your excitement level heading into this weekend, this evening, as people listen Saturday morning here on Chairshot Radio Network? It's hard because, I mean, injuries are hitting WWE hard. They're also hitting AEW really hard. Holy cow. But, um, yeah, the like some of the matches, just like the the the, the title match, Ronda Rousey versus Natalia, I don't care about. Um, Bianca Belair versus Carmella, I, I think that's stupid. But the Money in the Bank concept and the match are usually so much fun. It almost doesn't matter who's in it or what's going on, and 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 whoever wins is just so, you know, if they do it right, it's a lot of fun. So. You know they're they're going to succeed in spite of themselves almost. Very good point, uh, Christopher. No, I I agree with Joey on this one, man. The the money in the bank concept and the match itself is typically a lot of fun. As far as my excitement level, I'll probably go about an eight to be honest with you. Number one, I love that it's on a Saturday. I love Saturday pay per views. <laughs> I wish that was the norm. Yeah. Ring the bell again. I didn't even hear it. If everybody else did, I want to hear it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I love that. Like the undercard is underwhelming, obviously, because of the injuries, as Jody alluded to. But I'm telling y'all, man, I really believe that Natty, nasty Natty, is going to be able to get to get a decent match out of Ronda Rousey. I think y'all are underselling that no, a little bit. I, I think, and I think uh, Joey's on the same page with you. I just think that we're just we know that Natty's not going to win the belt here, right? And 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 it's the same kind of story with her over okay, and over. That's and, fair. I really, I did like that her. Or I liked her coming out as uh, Ronda Rousey with the stroller. That was fucking hilarious, by the way. Uh, good for Natty. That really piqued my. But Chris, yeah, very much uh, the dark horse to have a the match of the night is those two. Why not? I mean, think about it. I mean, Natty's. I give her the boat, right, AJ? I mean, definitely would be a or she can an promote, amazing whatever. I don't know. Not sure. Promoter boat, really. I mean, it'll be a good match. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with everyone here. Natalia will probably bring the best out of Ronda here, without a doubt. This is probably the best way that you show up that Ronda can do more than just arm drag, arm drag, arm bar, boom, boom, all that shit. The match though that I see actually being match of the night is that tag match, the Usos and the Street Profits. That's definitely going to be a must see match. Granted, we know we basically have a feeling that all of these championships are going to be defended, even you know, defense no no changes at all. But that's one that I could definitely see. Maybe there's a change. Maybe there's a switch. Is that tag title? DP initial thoughts here as we're going to start to get into the card. Yeah, definitely, you know, looking at the card definitely is underwhelming in a sense. You know, you don't have your world title match out there. You know, it's really going to kind of hurt things. But, you know, you guys are right. Like, this is a Money in the Bank pay-per-view that they're they're planning that those Money in the Banks are going to be what sells you on this stuff. And they look like they could be really good. You know, they got a lot of good talent in there. And, you know, the Money in the Bank matches are always entertaining to watch. And, and they're just hoping that that can carry the show. 
I think they're going to be really great. I, I agree with you, uh, AJ, that the Usos and the Street Profits should put on one hell of a match. The rest of them just don't seem interesting at this point because, yeah, we, we generally know there's probably going to be no title changes. So it's it's looking at who's going to come up with the Money in the Bank briefcases. All right, a couple of yes or no questions around the horn before we get into some who's going to win the Money in the Bank speculation because I think some of this thing is pretty cut and dried here. Does anybody think that Bianca, Ronda, the Usos, or Theory lose their title? Negative. Nope. Possibly Theory. I think that sure, one's going to end in a that. DQ. I think there's going to be a DQ finish now, and not personally, but hey, who knows? Platypus? No, nah, I don't think so, man. I think they're using Lashley as a sacrificial lamb to heat up Theory for Cena, unfortunately. Okay. If 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 Roman isn't on the card, Roman's obviously not going to get cashed in on. Roman probably won't get cashed in on anyway. Um, although that'd be really interesting. But theory isn't in the men's many in the bank, so that would be my theory on that. Uh, let's start with the women then, because we can also speculate on the men's side of who is the to be determined um, into this match. Who wins this? Do they cash in tonight? Let's uh, let's let Joey wrap it up here in bat last. DP? Uh, we're doing both men's and women's? No, no, women's. Who women's. wins it? Who's your women's pick, and do they cash it in on either? I'm, I'm, I'm still sticking with Shotzi. I, that's who I picked last week. Um, you know, Liv Morgan seems to be, like, the, you know, the favorite kind of fan favorite to win it, but I just I don't see them. If they would have wanted to pull the trigger on her, they would have done it a while ago, I think, and... I don't think she has I, is at that level. So, you gonna pull something? Uh, huh? I probably would. I probably would actually. <laughs> be worth knowing you. Yes. Hey, slow down. So I'm gonna stick with Shotzi. I think that'd be a great pick. That'd be a great option to give her a little push there. I think she's definitely got the the talent to get the title at some point. But I don't see her cashing in. I, I think you know they had more stuff planned for Bianca. You know, injuries kind of force the change in there. And, and Ronda, I don't think is, I think they have other plans for that. They have, you know, she's going to carry the title for a while here. So I think Shotzi wins it, but no cash in tonight. I guess as, as you listen tonight. Uh, Yes, as we listen tonight, since it is on a Saturday morning that you're going to listen to this. Uh, I'm also going to go with who I originally picked, and that's Lacey Evans. I don't think you bring her back for no reason at all. You know, she came back. Yeah, she flip-flopped between Raw and SmackDown again. But I I don't see a world where you randomly announce that you bring her back, you show her off more, and then she doesn't win. That's that's just my thinking on how WWE does shit. Will she cash in tonight? No. I don't, I don't think that's a cash-in moment right there. I think she'll wait, maybe turn heel at that point. But... Christopher. I'm going chalk here, gentlemen. I'm going Seth and Becky. I don't think there'll be any cash-ins this evening. I think eventually Becky cashes in on Ronda, and that's how we get to our Mania main event for the women. Joey. You can make a case for each of these participants, but I think they kind of, that Becky is in this kind of gives it away that it's going to be her. She's just too... I don't know. She's just too big to not win this, but I could see, I could see, I could see a case for Lacey or Alexa or Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, it's about time. Let's do something with her. Um, Raquel Rodriguez, I I like that too. I I, I like it. Um, Asuka, what what are they doing with her? And Shotzi, yeah, let's do something with her too. I just hope it's not one of those real quick cash it in real quick things let it draw out play it out i I love the whole are they going to cash it in today kind of thing just drag it out a little bit i mean does becky need it no does becky lend herself to a better storyline with the briefcase yes and to me so does seth considering roman's champion so yeah the poster is a red herring or isn't it 
Maybe maybe it's just food. Maybe it's there to be consumed, and that's what we're going to get, right? I, I, I'm here for it. I think the most interesting storyline now, let's transfer over, and I don't know, I guess I'll pick Becky there, and I'll say, yeah, she cashes it in. And uh, on Ronda, why not Becky and Ronda at fucking SummerSlam? Huh? Think about that, mm, Jack. You said Becky Chris, and Ronda at SummerSlam? No, man. Not Jack. Uh, you're not Jack. No, I asked Jack, not you, Chris. There's uh, no Jack on here, Melon Farmer. Okay. I know. So, so mm. fuck no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> let's transfer over to the men's side. First of all, the big question is who's who's the to be determined? I'm sure you'll find out. We're recording Friday afternoon, right before SmackDown. You're listening Saturday morning. We don't know yet. If anybody has read anything, Joey, you got you got you give me eyeballs. You know who the next person is in the this finishing. I was this gonna up? say I was gonna say Cody, but why not? And my father said Wow. I think right. it's gonna be Nature Boy Ric Flair. Uh, new appreciation for <laughs> the big to get number seventeen. <laughs> sure, why not? He's still That's wrestling. Not, not gonna beat my record. Woo! Seventeen town, baby. Oh boy, we got problems. Um, no, uh, I don't know. It, yeah, maybe it's not Cody. Maybe it's just his neck tattoo. Um, what What do you got, Joey? What if it is Cena? That would make a lot yeah. of sense. You You stole the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, that yes, would be did. really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, put Cena it, in there, and then he cashes in on Austin Theory. No, he's going to cash in on Roman. Give him and give him another title run. I mean, you know, it's I only a matter of time, especially since Rick is on the outs with WWE. It's only a matter of time before Cena gets number 17. We all know that. We know how petty WWE is. It's only a matter Rick of time. Rick on the outs with WWE until Vince goes, oh, yeah, hey, Rick, uh, love to have you come in here and hand the belt to Cena when he breaks your record. Oh, sure, boss. I'll be right there. Huh? Now that's oh, good shit. I was about to say, it's not Vince that'll be on the phone. It'll be trips. Hey, Rick. Uh, I need you to uh, give Cena this belt. Uh. <laughs> if you're not sure, not sure who I'm talking about, here I'm gonna message you a picture when I'm standing there pointing at him like this. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! What do we got? Oh, I smell it, Joey. You smell the Rock? My good buddy, the Rock is is, is here. Dwayne's gonna be the Money in the Bank hey, winner. Dewey, how's it going? Ooh, The Rock. Yeah, sure. Have, have The Rock. I was about to say, that that oddly works, and I don't like that. <laughs> Pipe, yes. Welcome to Pipe Dream Booking by PC yes. Tony. Donuts. Yes, we're going to have The Rock show up unannounced to hey, a we, uh, random-ass pay-per-view that we hey, had to move because hey, we couldn't sell enough tickets to fill the stadium. Okay, cool. Remember, remember, we randomly had Brock enter in the money in the bank, and we had Boom Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, everybody got Seth here. Anybody got it? Riddle winning? Anybody got like a significant underdog or, or a, a significant uh, mystery entry? I think it's going to be either Seth or Riddle. Yeah, I, I, I think it's Riddle. I think Riddle will avenge Randy since Randy's out. He's going to avenge him for all the shit talking could, again. Could huh? it be Randy? Could he be? Could Randy be better than we think he is? Did he get surgery? I don't know. I don't know, man. Because I think that, that that that's where they were going. That's hilarious. I think that's where they were going for SummerSlam initially, because you know they gave Randy Orton a huge push. They built up the twenty years of Orton and everything. He was getting a big push, and I think that Roman versus Randy was going to be the SummerSlam match. And the fact that he's not able to do that, I'd be shocked. Shocked, I tell you. If he what comes is out the SummerSlam match? Because that's interesting. Because Roman has to have that match at SummerSlam, but he's also going to be Rock. defending that title in um, Scotland against yeah. Drew McIntyre, right in September. Scott Brock. So you know Roman. Oh yeah, no, Brock. Yeah. Oh, Brock at SummerSlam. That's Brock right. Yeah. At SummerSlam, okay. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, well, right. that that's you know what that lends stand. itself to. That lends itself to you maybe thinking that it's possible Roman could go away for a while, drop the belt here to Brock. That gives it credibility and gives that show in September credibility. Drew versus Brock, but I mean, 
Nobody really believes that. Roman's holding it till Mania again, right? I don't I don't know if he holds it till Mania because the if if the rumors are true, it depends on whether they got Dwayne or not. If they don't have Dwayne, the main event is Cody Roman all day for the belt. But if they've got Dwayne, that match doesn't need the title. So then you start to ask yourself, okay, well, when is Roman going to drop the title and to whom? You know, get you know, Cody's getting it at some point. At some point, oh, yeah. yes, yes. Because he's, like, he's my theory to be is he. Nah, he's going to show up at Royal Rumble, man. They said nine months, they're kayfabe us. He'll be there in Royal Rumble, a surprise entrant. He'll probably win it there. And I, I don't know, maybe that's the fourth match with Seth. Maybe Seth cashes in at some point in time, and that's that's the fourth match with Seth. Because, I mean, he still owes Seth a receipt for hitting him in the head with a sledgehammer from the back. Last thoughts? Anyone, uh, anything they want to get... Uh... Get out there before we move away from Money in the Bank here. Can't wait, though. Like you said, Chris, Saturday night, awesome. You know, get done with this. Move over to the UFC pay-per-view. Maybe you got them both on. It's going to be a fucking great night. Uh, last thoughts around the horn. Go ahead, guys. Whatever you want. Yeah, just please. Please, Saturday nights. Sunday night AEW pay-per-views the last, that go until 1230 in the morning. That's rough. Come on. Some of us work. Let's let's go. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm all for the Saturdays. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. Before we take a commercial, quick thoughts here. Forbidden Door. AEW had the pay-per-view last weekend with New Japan. I thought it went off well. I think the matches were solid. I don't love the interim championship thing right now. I think it would have been cooler to put it on Tanahashi and maybe get some more run over on the other side of the pond, but or the lake. I suppose that's a lake if that's a pond. Um, Joey, go ahead. I... I'm a big AEW fan, not a New Japan fan. I did not know most of those people. I was a little annoyed with the build of this because it basically uh, made you assume that everybody would know who, who these New Japan people were. And I I've barely knew half of them. So I was not real excited going to this pay-per-view. And I thought the pay-per-view went really well. Um, yeah, you need to hang out with the Belaz brothers more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the the wrestling was great. Uh, I liked, I liked, I, I liked the whole thing. So, you know, for for low expectations, but I was uh, pleasantly surprised. AJ, I, I mean, for me, it seemed everything was kind of predictable as to what would happen. I, in, in alluding to the joke, yes, hanging out with the Blaz Brothers more. We know New Japan fairly well, but as Entertaining as it was, everything was kind of predictable. Everyone knew who was going to win if you knew everything. The only thing that I didn't get right, in all honesty, was the All-Atlantic Championship. I thought that was Malachi's, Malachi's for the taking, but Pac won it. So, all right, good, good for him. So, Platt, DP, any thoughts on uh, the Forbidden Door? Don't worry, AJ. I'm going to get back to you. I right, okay. I think uh I think Joey kind of hit it on the head there. Like, obviously, I didn't watch it, but, like... It, you know, not knowing those wrestlers, you know, that are coming over from New Japan, you know, it kind of takes a little bit away from it, you know, if you don't know those wrestlers because, you know, you don't have that interest, you're not bought into certain things, so it makes it a little more difficult to really kind of get into it. Um, and I'm definitely, I'm not also not a fan of the interim championship. I think that's kind of stupid. Um, if, it, if only it's going to lead to two title belts hanging from the rafters and they have a nice little ladder match. Those are always fun to watch, um, but it, I don't know. Just the whole interim championship thing to me makes no sense if they're trying to pull off the whole when CM Punk won it and left WWE for the 30 days or whatever back when he did the thing. That's like, it's kind of, I don't know. It's stupid. If he's hurt, I get it. He's hurt. Fine. You know, then take the belt off him or something, you know, just there's, I don't know. Or just wait. It just doesn't seem to be, a, I just don't like that interim thing. It seems kind of stupid. And why give it to Moxley then? Why not have someone else be that interim champion? Moxley doesn't need that shit. Well, it doesn't mean anything unless you have somebody with meaning behind an interim belt because it's already interim. That'd be my answer to you, not my answer for it, considering I agree with you. Chris, last thoughts here on this uh, AEW New Japan Forbidden Door experiment. Man, 
I didn't even watch that shit. And it, it's it's hilarious because when the concept was first introduced, I was so excited for it. I really was. My imagination ran wild and the possibilities. I'm like, oh, shit, this could be a really cool thing. Injury certainly didn't help. So we've got no Punk. We've got no Danielson. That didn't help anything. The The build for the card was completely underwhelming. And the matches themselves, man, the matches just didn't get me moist, man. I mean, you know, no Okada was a, a last-minute addition, and they threw him in a nothing-ass tag team match. Tanahashi versus Moxley, that does nothing for me. And the last straw for me personally was when they put Will Ospreay, who is one of my favorite wrestlers to watch actually wrestle, versus fucking Orange Cassidy. I said, nah, I'm good, man. Uh, y'all can tell me about it. Y'all, you you kids go have fun. I, but they I, had a good night, match. I'm sure they did, but I don't give a fuck about the Orange Cassidy shit. I think it's stupid. He's like five foot six and he weighs 76 pounds. And if you're in a real ass fight and you got some goof standing in front of you, putting his hands in his pockets and fake kicking you, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face, sir. I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. I, I didn't give a shit, man. I you're spent a my Sunday fan, night. Chris, and you know better. I, I spent my Sunday night flipping back and forth between the BET Awards and the Stanley Cup. I, I didn't even consume this pay-per-view. Let's go around the horn, and I'll start. If you can gink a one, you got two or maybe even three forbidden door matches. And I'll give you mine so you guys can all think. And, and I think they'll just speak for themselves. We don't really have to get into why people would want to see this. Um, for me, my love of tag team wrestling and my two favorite tag team uh, teams of all time, I'd love to see the Briscoes and the Usos go at it. The real brothers against the not real brothers. Um, uh, let's uh, talk about the biggest championship match you could have on the planet right now would be Roman versus Okada. Um, and the retirement match that everybody wants to see would be Triple H versus CM Punk. Who wants to go next? <laughs> That's my forbidden door. I was Follow that. You, you said Roman and Okada, and I think I heard Andrew Nutt somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> see, I told you, Joey, hang out with the Belez. You might need a... <sighs> Might need like a Gallagher uh, tarp at some point though. If you see yeah. him getting about New Japan, so you don't get uh, mothers milked on the uh, hero gasm side of the game. But uh, anyway, <laughs> tell me that was water based. No, but uh, so three three forbidden door matches. You can get one or two or three, whatever you got. Just throw the matches out there. We we'll just go around the horn here. Whatever you got. I'm gonna give two. I All like right. the Okada idea, but I want him to face Orton, not not uh, Roman. I like that. Orton like versus that. Okada would be nice. All right. What else you got? I would have said three, but they already did the one that I wanted with Claudio versus ZSJ. That was a good. That was a great match. Not even a good match. That was a great match. Um, and then the other match that I would like to see is the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Usos. Sure, I can see that. Damn. Nice Tongan versus Samoan connection there. Don't, uh, at this point, don't really have any. I, I do like the uh, Briscoes and Usos thing because I do love tag team wrestling, so I'd love to see the Briscoes and the Usos go at it. Usos versus anybody almost at this point because um, they are the best in the world. Uh, you know, even FTR, if, if they brought the you know Revival back or something and actually gave an opportunity, them versus the Usos again, like just a actually let them do their shit would be some really good matches there too. So uh, that's about it for me. I don't know. Chris, we'll let Joey go last year. Um, I would say Jay Cargill versus Bianca Belair. I think that I like it that promoted correctly. It promoted correctly. You could make a shit ton of money with that match. If uh -huh. pro promoted correctly, obviously. Um, I like the idea of Okada versus Danielson. I think those two guys are probably pound for pound the two best wrestlers in the world, and I'd like to see them go ham. Even though I was intrigued by the Zack Sabre Jr. Danielson possibility, but obviously we didn't get that. But I would go there. I still want to see Tanahashi versus Punk. I think that could be really good as well. Um, anything else? Samoa Joe versus Lashley. Just two big brutes just beating the shit out of each other. Um... Off the top of my head, I think that's about it. And I'm sure I could come up with a, a billion other matches, but just off the top of my head, those those matches that I just named kind of stand out. Oh, Zack Sabre and Orton. Did somebody say that? 
I, I said Okada and Orton on Zack Sabre okay. and Orton. Yeah, Zack Sabre and Orton. That could be interesting. Or uh, actually, um, oh, and uh, Osprey and Seth Rollins. Okay, That's and Osprey ten, and right? Seth Rollins. That's a good top yeah. Thanks for your top ten, Chris. Joey, round us out here. You said do what you want, so I did what I wanted. <laughs> I Oh, <laughs> come on. Seth Rollins and, and Osprey. Shut <laughs> I want um, Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns because those were basically the top two wrestlers from last year. Um, well, if you wanted to piss off WWE fans, bringing Kenny Omega to take the belt from Roman. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And that's all I got. I mean, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see the Briscoes versus just about anyone. I love I love them. Um, yeah, Briscoes and Usos. That would be that would be ooh, that would be really interesting. Uh, there, there's so I, many ways you could, you could go with this. Uh, how about FTR and Private Party? I mean, I'm, I'm not F, I'm, I'm, um, uh, what you call it? The um, you talk about the Street Profits. Street yes. Profits. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Einstein proved that that couldn't happen. Like two things, the exact same thing can't occupy the same space at the same time. So the world would just collapse in on itself if Street Profits and Private Party ever met in a match, because you know, same gimmick. You know. I mean, that that would be interesting. Yeah. It, it would open up a it would open up a rift in the time space time. Mm-hmm. Open up some kind of like <laughs> forbidden door. Yeah, real forbidden door. Or like the and, bizarre and, Seinfeld yeah. episode. Yeah, oh, there you go. And I know y'all y'all can't say it because you know we we live in the snow. Flake generation, so y'all can't say it, but I'll say it for you. It's the same. They're all black. Come on, man. Oh no! Oh, oh my God! Oh, what? oh my! What? Whoa. I don't know. Ray Cash told me I could say stuff like that. All right, you're listening to the DWI <laughs> podcast episode. I'm glad you're laughing, Chris. Number three thirty. Special guest Joey Bag of Donuts. Make sure you're following him. Make sure you're listening to everything Chairshot Radio Network, all of your favorite streaming platforms, and on the Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Don't forget ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot when we return. I, I heard a morning radio show talking about how stupid it was back in the day when your teacher told you to put your thinking cap on. And then one of the disc jockeys also was like, what, what do we have a thinking cap for everything for like sex and sports? And I'm like, we do have caps for sex and sports. We'll be right back. DWI podcast number 330. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'm not gonna lie. I would have been angry if you didn't have a beer on you. It's not on me. It's in me. <laughs> it's in me. Yep. Uh, yep. Phenomenal funky facts. The thing that we all love, love and hate. Mainly hate, especially if you're Tony. Uh, also, to go off of the pro wrestling tease bumper that we did, uh, use the code to this weekend to get twenty percent off of your shipping. What's the code? America 22. America 22. Go ahead, play it, oh boy. America, fuck yeah. Promo code America, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know Platt loves to make up random words. That was on. That was on uh, this week, man. It, you know, I, I I have a newborn, so I'm up at odd hours of the night, and it came on TV about two, three o'clock in the morning. On Comedy Central? No, it was on um, one of the premium channels. Like it was either Stars or Showtime, one of those types. Wow, I'm shocked actually. All right, so I'm gonna ask door number one, two, or three. I'm gonna give it to Joey this time to see which door he wants to do one, two, or three, and then I'll ask a question. Two. Property deuce. All right. Whew. I'm staring right at Platt, by the way. I'm like, don't, don't <laughs> you fucking do it. 
Why would you say something? Because now you know he's going to do it. Why would you do that? All right. So the question is, there were two titles defended in the inaugural SummerSlam. What were the two titles that were defended? Each correct answer, I'll give a point. So it's two points total. Oh, boy. So what two title belts were defended in the 1988 Slammiversary? Fuck, I just watched it. Hang on a second. We need to start over. SummerSlam. Okay. We're at SummerSlam still? Okay. SummerSlam. Oh, boy. I put down SS in my freaking things. That's why I'm like, Survivor. So, SummerSlam, the inaugural one, what two titles were defended? I mean, they only had the three, so if y'all get this wrong, man, quit eating paint chips. Stop eating lead-based paint chips. Just because it's a question about the 80s does not mean we have to have the 80s problem with paint, paint chips, chips when you were a kid? And... <laughs> Why? No, motherfucker, I was, I was too busy eating Comet. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm good. I got it. I got it. All right, let's see the Ooh. answers. Dan says tag team in the IC. So, Tony and Joey, what do you guys have? World title and tag title and Tony. The fuck? Did you put down women's <laughs> tag? <laughs> yeah. Sasha and Naomi uh, went, went uh, back in time to it. <laughs> Yeah, to fight Jesus Wendy Richter and Bull Nakano, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. All right. So the Intercontinental was one of them, and the tag team was the other. What? Uh, Hogan, Hogan tagged with the man. Mega Powers. Yep. I chose was the champ, yeah. man. Mega the power, the mega WWE bucks. title was not defended at the first two paper, first two SummerSlams. Yeah, you got the Mega Powers. Women's t- you guys laugh, but the women's tag team championship was 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 defended and a thing in the late '80s. I remember recently having watched one of the pay per views. Okay, cool. I mean, you could be right, but oh, I'm very much right. that... doing Big Four series with Dave Ungar. So, yeah, we'll go check that out then. Yeah, what do you got Ooh, there, Joey? See a nice title belt there. Yo, at the NWA. Oh, hey. I, this is I think this is the the belt at the time. That was might have been. Definitely, that's the world championship belt. All right, so who got? I got one point. Anybody get two? Yeah, Dan, Dan and, and Platt got two. All right, and Joey, Joey got, got one. Got... All right, all right. Screw the other two guys. Ski guys. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, uh, Platt, one or three. Let's go three, sir. All right, good. Um, <laughs> who has the worst? SummerSlam loss record. Oh boy. Who has the most hit? losses at SummerSlam? Who has who has the worst win loss record in SummerSlam history? Who has the most losses or worst winning percentage? Worst oh, yeah. winning percentage. Minimum of how many SummerSlams? For Because <laughs> I'm sure I can a find mi- someone that's a minimum a lost. minimum of five. Thank it you. had to be in at All least right. more than five. All okay. right. Perfect. Thank you for giving us a little bit better picture of this. Yeah, you could say like, oh, well, this guy lost it once. This guy lost it once. This guy lost it a lot of times. I think I know who it is, but I want to ask a question. But if I ask it, never mind. We just gonna rock with it. I got two points, man. I think I got it. See if people got it. It wasn't even on the tip of my tongue. It was like it was on the edge of it. Ah, damn. Tony says Edge. Yeah. Platt says Booker. Dan says HBK, and Joey says Randy Orton. Uh, it's none of those guys actually. Damn it. Is it Cena? RVD has a four and one record. Oh, it's the PC. Oh, okay. Uh, who has the... the cane? 
Undertaker. It's ironic no, it's right triple, it, triple H probably. It's Barry ironic Horowitz. right now that I have a bottle of alcohol in my face after Trusted. what happened. Did it's Austin? Jeff Hardy. It's Jeff Hardy. What an extreme what an extreme trivia question. Oh. Brutal. Jeff Hardy at 0 and 7. Oof. Mm. Is that as tag oh. team and singles? In Toto? All right. In Toto. Oh, he really needs that against anymore, Dan. Sure. <laughs> All right. So one last question. Let's see if people can get this one. The last question. Listen, hey, listen, Trebek. Stop acting all high and mighty over there. <laughs> He's a blast, man. It comes with, with the DNA, sir. That's true. You can act. You DNA can act, a TNA. Listen, you can act holier than thou if you thought of these questions off the top of your head. Huh? Exactly. What's the last? I question? do think I do think of these questions on the top of my head during lunch break every day. Okay, boomer. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> what was the main event to SummerSlam 2005? Oh, the main event to the oh, 2005 boy. SummerSlam. And it's weird because this is my favorite SummerSlam. I won. Oh, I'm going to do my victory dance now. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know if Dan gets it right or not. I'm not getting it right. So I speak like dance on Joey. That's um, true. Oh, five? Waiting for my bells to move. Plop, plop. And everyone got a special single from the Platt Baby Time Nursery. Dances redacted an angle. <laughs> I don't know when he. Di- I don't know when he died. Cena and Edge. Voldemort. <laughs> Joey says CM Punk versus your mom. mom. Uh, yeah! <laughs> yeah! Hey, I think that's a walk off. But that's Joey the best answer ever. Punk. That's a, yeah. Yo, no idea what he can stand with that shit, man. Go, Joey. This is why we love having him on. Fuck you, AJ Blas. Trivia is over. Matt, you don't win. Viva La Pittsburgh, Viva La Joey Bag of Donuts. We shall return momentarily. This is the DWI podcast. This is your boy, Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. What kind of pen is that? It's Ben. Yeah. Oh, this is an astronaut pen. It writes upside down. They use this in space. Oh, wow. That's the astronaut pen. Yeah. I heard about that. Where yeah. did you get it? Oh, it was a gift. Because oh, a lot of times I write in bed, and I have to turn and lean on my elbow to make the pen work. <laughs> take the pen. Oh, no. Go ahead. I couldn't. Come on, take the pen. I can't take Do it. Do me a personal favor. No, place. I'm not take comfortable. The I cannot take it. Take the pen. Are you Go sure? Ahead. I'm positive. Take the pen. <laughs> okay. Thank right. you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Gee, boy. Jack, what are you doing? Stop Jack, we should go. <laughs> it was nice meeting you. Nice to meet you. Thanks again, Jack. She's adorable. What'd you take his pen for? Oh my goodness. Maybe uh, a top 10 Seinfeld episode that we're covering for me personally today in season three's episode three, The Pen. You heard one of the most iconic interchanges uh, in Seinfeld history there. And uh, initial thoughts on this, this episode of Seinfeld. Joey, you're the guest here. I know. You're a huge fan. Uh, this is in your top 10? Yes, no? 20-ish? It is, it's in my top 20. I actually have it at number 16. Um, um, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that scene is iconic. Take the pen. Take the pen. Jack, Jack Klumpus is, is amazing. <laughs> uh, anytime Jerry went down to Florida, it was just 
Mattis. He's right. That's an insane asylum down there. You put a bunch of New York people and send them down to Florida, and they just—they're so petty. And I think that's so true in real life. Uh, it's yeah, such a such a classic episode. Also, Elaine popped up on Painkillers. Young Stella, Stella. That's also that's also a classic. Uh, yeah, everything everything about this episode was awesome. No George Costanza, no Kramer this episode. Um, Chris, they get down there right away, and like the parents are, they're like the mom's looking out the fucking window waiting for them to walk up so she can open the door before they even come in, right? And then they argue about their rental car and where they're going to sleep. I mean, these are how visits are when you go visit your parents when they're older, right, Chris? Oh, mo- most definitely, most definitely. A um, couple things. Uh, I, I like that the parents alluded to the uh, Elaine and Jerry relationship because for all intents and purposes, they should be together. And frankly, they kind of are together, but they're just so they're too much alike. They're they're two sides of the exact same coin. They're way too much alike. And that's why they initially or in, eventually end up button heads whenever sex gets in, involved in the equation. But let me ask you guys, what the fuck does it mean that the pen writes upside down? Because I'm looking and I'm like, and they're writing it. You're literally just holding the paper up and writing on a sideways piece of paper. So what the fuck does that even mean, man? The ink well, drops down. The ink trickles down. Take a normal pen <laughs> and hold it with the tip side, which you write with up. And eventually, at some point, it will stop writing. You know, we may be here for a while. We're not going to. This is like doing math. On the- <laughs> Everybody's Have doing it. Have you ever just done this forever? Gotta- Completely I'm writing north- upside down. It's working. I think. I think Platt's then right. Then we all have yeah. Well, Platt, officially Indiana Jones. This episode of Seinfeld. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's. I mean, this episode is absolutely hilarious with the lane in the bed. Like, uh, let know, me get- just go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. You 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 know where you driving the shit, man. No, Somebody no, else no, get in here. No, no, you can keep going. I just wanted a quick trivia question around the horn here, Chris. Sorry. Uh, what 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 was the amount that Jack Klompas put the check down for? Nineteen forty-seven. Yeah, nineteen forty-five. They got it. He writes me a check. He can afford the pen money with all. He came write me a check for nineteen forty-five. Sorry, Chris. Finish your thought. No, go ahead, man. I'm done, man. We'll we'll we're gonna keep talking. Go around the horn. I want to hear other people's uh, opinions. JDP, jump in. 100% relatable episode um, in, in two fashions of the, of the pen itself, because when we first started doing this podcast, however many years ago, and my podcast book of, you know, where I kept all my notes, I would lay on the floor upstairs in front of the television, upside down, writing, and the pen would stop its ink. And so the Dillinator bought me a fancy pen that right up, writes upside down. And this is exactly what I thought of was this episode. And um, in the what early mid uh, the uh, towards the end of the two thousands the two thousand eight when I moved down to South Texas there for five years, coming back up to see the parents. Guess what I slept on? Pull out couch. You slept on the sofa, the bar in your back. Yes, I did. Lane's physical comedy is one of the most underrated <laughs> things in Seinfeld history, and her character as Elaine. Like, the stuff she does, like, last week we talked about Kramer seeing her naked, and the little dance she does in Jerry's apartment because she skeeved out that Kramer's seeing her naked, and then the whole rigmarole she does in the bed, where she's like, I'm in bed, I'm and, in I'm bed sweating. and I'm sweating, and it rolls and kicks and turns, and she's got the physical comedy down. How about I mean, when she would shove people? Or she'd be like, get shut up! Just, just like, shove him into the shadow realm. Out was the big thing, yes. The apartment, we had it in the apartment already. We covered the apartment as we're going chronologically here. You know, what if I told you there was a there was a place in this building for you? Get out! I mean, Julia Louise Dreyfus is one of the best comedic actresses of all time. Like, I, that's not even a question. You know, she's phenomenal in everything she does. I think it's HBO Max that has the David Letterman interviews where he, my next guest is. Netflix um, has him. Oh, that's a Netflix. A Netflix. Okay. Yeah. I get them all mixed up. I got them all. But uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is on the newest season. There is a new season out. So 
go check that out. If you're fr- if you're a fan of like getting co- coffee in cars with um, creepy people, with comedians, <laughs> creepy, creepy, creepy cars. Creepy comedian cars. Check out Letterman's. My next guest He's got an amazing assortment of guests that he has on that show that just give you a different perspective of these people. Julia Louis Dreyfus is one of them. Just to put that out there. So. Like she was even good in that New Adventures of Old Christine. I think it only ran yeah. for about four seasons, but it was a and, damn good and, show, and she's great and, in it. And, and Veep, is Veep, Veep was Veep was force. Veep was force, yeah. yeah. Which was yeah. amazing. But Julie Louis so, Dreyfus, great actress. Jason Alexander, great actor. Uh, Michael Richards, great physical comedian, and then Jerry Seinfeld, one of the worst actors of all time, that <laughs> almost laughs through every single scene. What but still, hey, it still works. About? <laughs> Though, like that, that it actually worked, right? It's like, uh, you know, who puts pineapple on pizza? Wow, it fucking worked because of the Canadian bacon, you know. But how about the scene where yeah. Columbus is, is roasting Morty and Morty just isn't having it? He's like, What is this? I thought we were honoring you here, and you know, it just, just he's making fun. <laughs> he's making fun of it. Tell him how you took my son's pen. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the pen back. Where you got the pen? <laughs> You know, in terms of rivalries and, you know, the greatest rivalries of all times, Bears, Packers, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. Then there's Jerry's dad against Jack Klumpus. That is a great rivalry. It's almost as good as uh, Jerry and Mandelbaum. (laughs) Oh, man. Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. (laughs) Good crew. Man, uh, and that's what always happens when you just you you can't stay specifically on one episode because it draws from everything else they've ever done. But what a great episode! What a great concept for an episode. Heading down there, they won't turn the air on. Sleeping on the thing. Uh, let's not forget Jerry. Actually, before we get to that, yeah, Jerry Jerry blew his capillaries out. Uh, you know why do you why do you got to go under the water? What's so special under the water? Um, but. Two things I want to bring up is one, Uncle Leo. We get Uncle Leo and Aunt Stella, right? And Uncle hello. Leo. Yeah, hello. hello. And grabbing I the love Leo. And your cousin. You should read some of the letters he wrote for the party. <laughs> but then Jerry's mother's disdain for Stella. I hate that woman like poison, she said. <laughs> <laughs> who who says when they're at the thing, she says, This better be good. I'm missing golden girls for this. <laughs> I'm like, yo, on uh, freaking, yeah. I mean, on a on a personal note, man, when uh Morty is when they're trying to uh, accommodate Elaine and Morty's trying to turn on the, the air conditioner. How do you even turn I, this thing on? Yo, I swear to God, man, that shit happened to me. Amber went home. Uh, this was a few months ago. Amber went home and it got a little warm in here, and I wanted to. No, it got cold, and I wanted to turn the air off. And our thermostat here at the Cranber Compound is digital. I literally had to call her, like, how the fuck do you work this shit, man? Maybe, listen, maybe I it's just a, listen it's to such me right a, now. It's some man shit, you know? Maybe I'm cold, I went to turn the AC off, and I turned it on high. How do I turn this off? I'm freezing right now. Because, Dan, maybe maybe you could give us hope, man, but, you know, when you're in a relationship, man, the, the woman is in charge of the thermostat. You don't have a whole lot of say over that situation. You either bundle up or or dress accordingly. You know, so who's in charge of the air conditioning system here? Who's that? You who's know what Black said. Seventy two just oh, went away. I'm you uh, 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 gonna turn it on or off. I got control, baby. Hey, pimp pimp array. Apparently, a dance <laughs> household pimp pimp array. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have. He's got to take control before Dan they can. Dan has the actual physical control of the thermostat, but mental warfare is a son of a bitch, so psychologically, <laughs> he has no control over anything that's happening. Psychologically, yeah. he's man. fucked. I mean, I, I mean, when you put... To, hell, I mean... Wait, you put hell. Alright, last thing I want to get to from this episode, and then if anybody has anything else we didn't get to, go ahead and throw it in there, but for me, the funniest part of this, which is a great episode, and we've already hit all the big highlights here but at the end we talked about Morty sleeping on the pullout sofa right and he comes out while the chiropractor's treating Elaine <laughs> and he's leaning on the couch and he with his back and he doesn't know and he looks over and goes who are you and he goes well, I'm a chiropractor he goes you gotta be kidding me <laughs> 
You walk out of this bedroom that you never slept in before in your own house with a giant back problem. Don't know who the hell's in your fucking living room. You tell everybody you have a back problem. Ask this guy who you have no fucking clue who he is. And he looks at you and he tells him, oh, I'm the guy who can fix your fucking problem, man. That's this show. I, I, I like also when Jerry was like like trying to to uh, justify being there longer. It's like it's one day, it's half a day really. <laughs> Wait, I mean, if you subtract showers and it's Friday, it's Saturday, and then we leave Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're getting up in the morning as he goes into Elaine's bedroom and says to her, Well, today's almost already over and the sun's not even up. <laughs> I swear to God, I've done that before. Same, I swear to God, same. I've done that before. You wake up Monday morning and be like, hey, it's fucking Saturday. Here we go. Monday, uh, 6.45 a.m. Hey, man, it's basically Tuesday at this point, man. You already made it through the day. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just a sucker for any time one of the main characters on a sitcom is loopy, be it pain, like pain medication in this episode, or they accidentally ingest something, or they take one thing, they take something and they think it's something else, and shenanigans ensue. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for that every time. All right, any other thoughts on this episode? Anything else that we've talked about today as we're going to wrap up the DWI podcast today? Joey, thanks for coming on. I hope you had a good time. Um, phenomenal insight on everything we've talked about um feel free to pay attention to what episodes we're going over because we're going in chronological order and whenever you'd like to come on and shoot the shit about one of your favorite seinfeld episodes you let me know like i said i've been i've been watching 15 to 20 episodes a week it's i'm having a great time it is is amazing there's like even the bad episodes because i started at you know from going the worst going down even bad episodes of seinfeld are better than most tv shows so I, I I just I just want to say Stella. <laughs> I feel like the older you get, this show gets better because you've ran into these characters. The more life that you've lived, you run into these people. Like you 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 know these people. You've run into these people. You've like, had some of these scenarios like and, and whatnot. <laughs> Basically, if you combine Jerry's parents with George's parents, th- that's my life. Those are my parents. That's exactly. What it, it, it actually hurts me when there's episodes with, with the parents because it's like, I'm, this is my life. This is what I, I, I Joey, understand now. Joey, I just heard you tell me that you had a garbage eclair today. <laughs> No, I didn't have a garbage. No, no, not yet. <laughs> but, but if it's on the top of the garbage, I, I would consider it. I mean, it's not it's touching not anything. Oily. My God, yeah. I still go back to one of my favorite things ever, which was last episode that we covered of uh, Seinfeld, where George breaks up with that girl at the diner and then asks for four dollars for the meal. <laughs> Tony, is it sad to say I can see you doing something like that? <laughs> oh, oh, and I'm not cheap at all as when it comes to like the bill and everything. I don't I don't believe in tipping at all. I believe in over tipping, so don't worry about that. I've very much worked in the, the uh, service industry, so that kind of shit pays off for you in the long run. All right, gentlemen. Had a great time today wrapping it up. Uh why don't we uh start right here with yours truly? You can follow me at PC Tony on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you follow this show at podcast. DWI. Listen to everything Chairshot Radio Network, all of your favorite streaming platforms, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot and the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to enjoy your day the Chairshot way by always using your head. Cristobal? Y'all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat. Everybody, enjoy your Fourth of July, man. Have a safe, happy, yeah. fun holiday. Don't yourself. Make sure you come back with all them digits. Yeah, yeah. Get. I was about to say, get the firecracker out of your hand in ample time. And follow my Twitter, man, because we've got a, a few nice uh, American-themed outfits for Sebastian. So uh, tune in for, uh, dare I say, the Great American Bash. Hey! Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, AJ, with your new age nice. uh, Maverick Top Gun glasses on. Uh, you can. It works. I don't care. Talk to me, you goes. can follow me at phenomenal AJB. That's AJB and all caps. You can find me on that on pretty much every social media possible if you want to listen and see what I'm doing. But uh, you might see either a Money in the Bank or 
since this is going to be on Saturday, you might see me do against all odds for Impact Wrestling because Andrew's a little decommissioned right now. He's over at a buddy's place, so I might be doing that. That is on Friday if you want to watch the recaps against all odds or and or Money in the Bank by yours truly. I need to light these sparklers before I forget. Oh, He's going to jerk off on his brother's bed. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> Send him a picture. One hand is dick and coming out. The other one's a sprinkler, and it's a fucking picture to Andrew. It says, happy 4th of July, you New Japan-loving motherfucker. Go ahead, DP. <laughs> you can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at it's me, DPP. And if you're not a, a Twitite, you can follow the show on Facebook as well. Twitface, you mean? Twitface? Is that what it is? I don't know. Uh, at uh, whatever. Podcast. <laughs> we have Facebook.com slash DWI podcast. All right. Got it. Damn it. Wow. Damn it. Joe, take us home here. Let everybody know where they can find your most entertaining self here. Joey Bag of Donuts, V and 7F. Uh, just, I don't know, mute me or something like that because I, I, I tweet way too much. If I, I, I wouldn't follow me. I'm, I'm, I, I just, I'm, 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 I can't stop. <laughs> don't follow me. Just follow me, but mute me. I need the followers. <laughs> I want to get verified on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, at least he's honest. <laughs> Joey, thank you for coming on the show. Follow him. Don't mute him. He's a great follow, especially right there on Twitter. Um, at Podcast DWI, 330th edition. We did it again. Um, I think the only last thing I need to say this week is you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as DW. Goodbye. I won't do a bad Jamaican accent this week to close the show. Platt, go ahead. So, I mean, technically the answer to the trivia question was uh, Sean Mike versus Hulk Hogan. So, technically, I I did win. No, Joey won. (laughs) Is that the one where Sean Michaels totally... No sold like, like oversold for Hogan or something like that. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. One hundred and ten percent. Yes, that was him. That is that. Oct- yes. Octopus in a washing machine. <laughs>